This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. You are listening to In The Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards, and our guest today is Darius. So we are about to meet uh, a holistic esthetician as well as a licensed lash uh, technician, and her name is Darius. Um, but Darius, please introduce yourself. Yes. So my name is Darius and I am a licensed esthetician, like she said there. Um, I started Zagon Beauty in October of 2020, so kind of mid-pandemic. Um, I have always been into the beauty world and, and everything like that. Um, I am also an artist too so I I guess I categorize myself more as like a spiritual um like intuitive artist I do a lot of line art and um creative work and stuff so I do that on the side so I kind of that's kind of like my side thing that I just do as a hobby um but yeah so I've kind of been in the beauty field done all of that um have a huge family um what else yeah so I guess that this is where I am now just trying to figure out my in and outs of starting a new business what I want it to look like where I want it to go and things like that so so um how long has Zygon Beauty been around so now it's um probably almost seven months so October 1st is when I opened um i had been working towards it for a little bit i what or like during shutdown i stopped you know doing lashes and and stuff like that but i let's or rewind so i graduated beauty school about two and a half years ago before that, I was also in the beauty field and still am on the side as well. So I worked for a few different cosmetic brands and and like various things. So I did that for now. It's been about five years doing that. So I did that before going to aesthetic school. And then after graduating, then I worked at a spa. Uh, so I did that and I lashed on the side. And then when COVID happened, it was always my intention to 
eventually start my own business and everything but I think the shutdown actually paused everything for me and really made me think about what like actually doing some something and actually starting so when things started to reopen I was like do I want to go back to that spa and do that and then I had a few lash clients that I started building up so that's when I decided all right I'm just going to start this business um, and see where it goes and I'm so happy I did so awesome I think that is uh, exactly what Portland needed are you located in Portland Yes, so I am on Congress Street, so it's 773 Congress Street. It's in, uh, it's in a, it's, I'm located within Health Resonates, so um, my business is right in there, so it's like different office spaces, um, kind of right across from the fire department, um, there's a few restaurants nearby, so it is pretty low, like local area. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. And I love how you shared your journey of basically learning about beauty. You've been doing this for well over five years? Yes. So I, I think my journey for beauty has been very interesting because I first off was born into a family that like are artists and my and and did a lot of um like trade like trades basically as career versus that typical route of going to college and 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 stuff so growing up it was always just you know a norm or like a part of just following your hobby or your talent to do stuff. So my mom is a hairstylist and her salon's also on Congress Street. And my dad's a massage therapist. So I've been around beauty and I never thought that I would actually get into the world because, or like the exterior world of beauty because I'm such an introspective person. I'm a writer and an artist. And I never saw myself doing something that is so outwardly or like surface, like surface level. Um, But throughout my journey and my life so far, I've realized that it's important to have both. Like you need to combine the, you know, the outward beauty, make people feel beautiful. And um, that like that's where to start. And it is important how you represent yourself. On the outside, it is not who you are, but it is a part of the way you express yourself within. So, yeah, and I mean, yes, it's outwardly and it's superficial, but you also look at the holistic um, sector. Like, you aren't just looking at the superficial, right? Yes, yes. So, I. I am currently, or I have more things that I want to add on to being a holistic esthetician. I like, or to me, the way my practice is run is very intuitive. So when someone comes in for a facial or, you know, for a dip, for a service, I'm not doing the same, same exact thing at like every time. Um, 
when a mask is on the face or you know when a mask is on or a peel or, or something like that um if i sense that the client is tense or if the shoulders are like up or something i would do a neck and shoulder massage and really spend more time in a certain area and just just have that that instinct of of what it is that they need that work on um so yes i think it has opened like or being an esthetician has opened up a door for me to all like to combine it with with my intuitive like abilities i guess um and to to kind of work it in that way but in the future you know there's more that i want to do to incorporate um more of that intuitive part into my work um but yes that's that's just some of what i do and i personally can only really guess what holistic esthetician means can you expand on that for listeners who might not know like myself yes yes so um there's different categories of um of estheticians and how you want to to run your business so there's you know the one of the main things that is very popular and a lot of people would know of is a medical esthetician like someone that does like lip fillers and injectables and um lots of machine uh, machine work and, and and stuff so that's just the farther end of the comparison to holistic esthetician um in my practice i don't use injections or anything like that it's very surface level but it taps into a deeper um more relaxed like you're you're not feeling um you're not feeling like the pain of just like getting zapped and and stuff like that although i do have certain services that target certain concerns so it's like side specialties that i have in addition to my main work as being a holistic esthetician so um that's one part of it just being more relaxed and 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 stuff like that and then another part of it would also be the products and and the techniques that's used while applying the products so a lot of natural ingredients um plant based all my skincare is natural and plant based and a lot more like massage work instead of using a machine to create heat it's more of like that massage technique um approach so thank you that's a great explanation yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what are some of the services that you offer? So I offer, um, let's see, I'll start off with my skincare services since we left off on that. So skincare, I have um, a signature facial that um, I provide two different types, a 60-minute and a 75-minute. And within those two, signature facials they're both customized like i said with every client depending on their skin because i do look at the skin before i start and everything it's customized um 
on that skin type and everything like that. So both are sim very similar services. One is just a little bit longer um, and I focus more on that, on the massage aspect, on the longer one. So those are my two basic signature facials. And then uh, my specialty ones. So I also do dermaplane facial. So that is a way to exfoliate dead skin off the top surface and uh, the vellus hairs to just give your skin like a brighter look. And I do microderm, which is very similar. That one does use a machine. It helps with hyperpigmentation, um, texture, fine lines, and all of that. Love microderm too, uh, because, which I want to talk about more. And I think also in the black community too, there's not a lot of information out or even in Portland on black skincare. So that is also something I focus on too. And I am also very passionate about is educating black people on on their skin you know you there's a lot of things with different ethnicities that you could keep the same but there's certain things that you have to tailor to darker skin and how you treat it so i'm passionate about that still obviously learning and growing as new things come out but i try and stay informed um so that and then a high freak question <laughs> yes uh so i what is one thing that you can share with people about what's different for microderm abrasion am i saying that right for people of color what's a little tip yeah so let's see so when you say different what do you what do you mean by that or um, I think you were saying that there's certain things for people of color that you wouldn't use or you would use. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, for example, with microdermabrasion, uh, there's a few different um, diamond tips. So, basically, for the people that don't know what it is, it is basically a machine that has, like, a little attachment that suctions like it suctions in like a vacuum and then it has little diamonds on the tip that exfoliates the skin so and then there's also a type where you could do my microderm infusion where it's pushing a serum in to hydrate while exfoliating so so that's what what it is and there's different diamond tip attachments that you will use on certain skin tones and shades because with black um with with darker skin too you don't want to scar if you are trying to um help with like a dark spot after a breakout or something there's just that little bit of knowledge to know like on how abrasive you can be with the skin so you know you you'd want to start off with something that's not as harsh and work your way up in order to get rid of hyperpigmentation. So that's kind of the main principle with darker skin is really having the patience and time, but knowing that it is possible to get rid of, of that, which is a main concern um, for black people, or I think Asian, Asian too has a lot of hyperpigmentation as well. Um, but same thing with, with white people too, sunspots, age spots, 
things like that. But with black skin, you have to approach it a little differently because you don't want to scar. And because we have melanin in the skin and the minute the skin is like, oh, something is going on, it's going to produce more, um, more melanin and create a dark spot. So it's just about really like, you know, going to an esthetician, hearing the knowledge and getting those, those steps. So that's what I do. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and I didn't yes. mean to interrupt. So you were saying your other services. Yes. So yeah, I think I pretty much got all of the skincare done. So microderm and then the high frequency was the last last machine that I use, which basically it just um, dries out any breakouts and stuff. So that's another service. And then for my beauty services, so I do lash extensions and that's, um, you could, you could do a classic, which is very natural hybrid, a mixture of natural, but a little bit more and then volume, which would be fuller, almost like a lash strip effect. Uh, lash extensions last four to eight, four to eight weeks total, um, with the way hair growth happens but you come back every two to three weeks to fill. So those are the services that I have as of now. Um, and yeah, so that's that's the two different skincare and beauty that I have. Nice. Um, so I was wondering, sometimes like someone like me, I have an idea of maybe what I would need, but do you do a consultation? Cause it's like, how do you know exactly what you need per se as a yeah. client? So before, um, before I start any service, whether it's the facial or lashes, it's a pretty quick, um, pretty quick consultation with, you know, going over health history, paperwork with skincare stuff, and then asking what your skin concerns are. So I do that before we even go into the treatment room. And then once we are in the treatment room, after I've taken off any makeup or any and I have a clean surface to work with I actually use a microscope and look at your skin closely I tell you what your skin type is what products you should be using based on what I see and I ask it's an interactive process at that point at the beginning where I'm like what are you doing at home and then um, I would recommend and then going to the service you know not much talking after that it's just the relaxation part um, and then same with lashing too. Yeah. How many skin types are there? So for skin types, there's, so that's a, a split question. So there's skin types for the texture, like oily, oily, dry, normal. So those are three different skin types. And then there's skin types for shades. So in the skin world or esthetician there's a fancy word that we call like a Fitzpatrick scale which measures where you are uh, with if you're out in the sun would you burn or would you tan first um, how light are you or how hard how deeper is your skin tone so it's one through five and the more skin that I look at through my practice the more I'm able to just kind of quickly see and know where you fit. And that allows me to know how I would approach the skin. Um, because there are definitely some similarities in uh, a five on the 
Fitzpatrick scale being a deeper skin tone and then a one being a lighter skin tones with you really have to approach it delicately uh, because you don't want to to cause harm or anything to the skin. That's good to know the different types of skin types. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So you also had mentioned that uh, you're an artist, you're a writer. Are you still engaging in any of your art right now? Yes. So I I really think uh, COVID, the shutdown, being at home really just inspired me to just get this, like, I don't know, download of creative things. Like, I at one point wanted and still I want to get a cello and start playing the cello which I played as a child and now I'm like I want to get into that so I have been tapping into a lot of my creative things and actually doing things with it so I do have an Instagram which is just Darius Zagon uh my first and last name I think it's or it's underscore Darius Zagon anyway on that one, I post my writing and my artwork. It's line art, and um, I know the I know the viewers probably can't see this, but I want to show you some of the stuff I do. So very abstract, and you know, you listeners can check out my page there. But I do a lot of abstract art. Um, I post on there, and then I have a little website link where I'm trying to sell it and, or trying to get into that world of just actually doing things with it. I was also uh, in high school I did a commercial arts program where I got a degree with like graphic designs and, and things like that how to make business cards and different logos and stuff so I have background in it and I'm now just trying to start making things and I give people cards just randomly with my art on it for gifts and, and stuff. So just any way that I can, really, uh, I try to incorporate that. Nice. And when you say line work, is it is that just because it's thin looking? Like okay. Yes. So line line art is typically so you could do just a regular pen or pen and ink, but it's just very flowy and abstract um with my line line art i would say it's it, it could be more intuitive because it's you look at it and everyone has a different interpretation there's some people that do line art where it's very specific lines where it's simple but it outlines um like a silhouette of someone's body or something like that um so yes so so that's what i do and i just kind of go with the flow and um my thing with that when i created my art account and stuff it was just following this the stream of consciousness just sitting down and just seeing what comes out and what happens happens and your artwork is beautiful and that's a great way to describe it a stream of consciousness it's very organic and it kind of reaches out and wants to grab you yes thank you you're welcome um so i know that you are basically a mainer and your family came here when you were three years old do you want to tell us a little more about that yes so 
I have, or I have a lot of siblings, but when we came up here, it was four others that um, I think we're all just a few years apart and came up with my parents. But then I also have older siblings that were already here in the States. One lives in Virginia, New York and Boston. So we're all kind of spread out now. So I would just start off with like growing up here. Um, I, I don't know. I had a big family that was very different. Like a lot of people just knew us because even in my elementary school days, we were just like the only black fam, like the only black family there. So it was just like, like just there. But then what added to it too is that we all like did sports and were good in sports and stuff. So it was just, it just always felt like there was this this higher expectation of oh my gosh this this family does so much so much art and so much stuff um so that was that was my life like for a little while and I ran track and I was good in it but I didn't feel like a deep connection or a passion to it so I like did sports throughout middle or elementary middle and high school and same with like most of my family and siblings and I think around junior senior year was when I really kind of realized that you know there's certain things you could just do or be good at or just automatically have that in or connection in your life but you have to really sit down and be like what sits well with me what like what really brings me joy type of thing so I think that was like where a major shift happened shift happened with friend groups too and just just with being like you know what I think I I enjoy being alone like I I enjoy my space I enjoy reflecting like I love like I love being by myself and doing things for me and I think I think that's why I'm able to be there and present for other people is because I really try and be intentional and take that time for myself so that's what I try and give to people in my business is come in, relax, give that, give that time for you and you will be able to be there for other people too. So thank you. That's beautiful. And I love that you tapped into that at high school age. Yes. And a very huge thing that I somewhat forget is I went to this camp called Seeds of Peace. Um, in what is it i can't remember the area but seeds of peace beautiful camp where i think i went sophomore year or something but it was started with i believe like with the palestinian um and i'm I'm like blanking on like basically the disagreements and stuff that they had that they, they wanted to bring people together to show them that, you know, even if you you think there's so many differences, you can like work together. So that was a really pivotal time in my life where I was just really wanting to be like implementing more love, joy, happiness, creativity into my life. And I went to Casco Bay High School where it was a very arts um, creative school. 
So I was involved with that even more and did um, the telling room in Portland for young writers and leaders. So I was involved with that and did some like a summer camp activity, a lot of writing things. So I would say my high school really connected me to a lot of those experiences to make me really reflect on who I was, who I was already. So that's beautiful. Great. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Darius. <laughs> I've really enjoyed our conversation and I want other people to check out your business. So please, what's the, and you're in your art as well, because you sell art too. Um, please, what's the plug? How can people reach you? Yes. So my business um, for my esthetician is Zagon Beauty and that's Z-A-G-O-N underscore beauty and that's at that's Instagram account and if you ever need to reach me ask questions you could always email me Zagon Beauty that's without the underscore for just email send me information or anything like that and then for my arts uh, the email is um, it at gmail or at gmail yes Zagon Beauty at gmail.com yes thank you for that because <laughs> I was like I always think Gmail, everyone has it or something. I'm like, mm, don't have to add. <laughs> yeah, no, I still run into people with Yahoo and AOL. I'm like, <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's my, um, my email. And then for, let's see, I think there's an underscore for, yeah, okay, so for my art account, it's Darius, D-A-R-I-O-U-S. Zagon Z-A-G-O-N underscore so that I have my writing just anything that I feel creative flow about uh, I just kind of post on there that's awesome thank you so much it's been great um, yeah. I'm glad you talked about your artwork I hadn't uh, really searched the internet to see what you were up to but uh, I'll make sure I do that next time so Yes. yes, thank you so much, and I appreciate you for having me on. Thank you for listening to In the Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards, and our guest today, Darius of Saigon Beauty. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.